This episode is the second part of a two-part episode. If you missed the first episode on anti-vaxxers, you might want to head on over there first. This is Dumb People with Terrible Ideas. I'm your host, Eric Gray. Many of life's greatest disasters began because someone was untruthful. So why do we allow so many lies about vaccines, masks, and Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls to spread through our daily lives? Because we as human beings don't want to miss the next cute cat video. Let's be clear, if social media and Fox News had existed in the 1950s, polio would still be gang-banging hospitals from coast to coast. The lockdown changed Americans in a variety of ways. It was a big year for yeast as people began baking bread as a hobby. Wonder Woman saying imagine with her celebrity friends in their mansions on the internet, while Daddy and Mommy spent a year telling their four kids that Daddy and Mommy had no one to talk to. Which is gonna be brought up in therapy sessions for the next two decades. The lockdown created a cohort of high school graduates that did not go to graduation, yet still graduated all of whom smelled like alcohol from hand sanitizer, yet can't buy alcohol. Food delivery became less friendly. Six months into it, and Pablo the pizza guy just flung that thing on doorsteps like a Breaking Bad outtake. But the most fundamental change, one that will last throughout our lifetimes, is the explosion of mistrust in modern medicine and the rejection of the same smart policies that defeated the Black Plague, rabies, leprosy, and whatever makes Pete Davidson look like that. Is America on America Online? America Online is the internet. Email is the best. No more computer mumbo jumbo. I send instant messages, type in the keyword, boom, you're there. America Online now offers more benefits than ever before. And we've spent over a half a billion dollars to triple capacity. America Online, so easy to use, no wonder it's... First, there was America Online. Then MySpace. Then Facebook, which was like sex, really. It was fun until you started seeing your parents do it too. Mark Zuckerberg. A man who looks like he's sizing you up to see if your skin might fit him. Created Facebook, where smelly hordes of flag-waving, fat-fingered false prophets learned to politicize the COVID-19 vaccine. Suddenly, your neighbor became an expert on mRNA and spike proteins, and pretty soon, every soggy-headed mouth breather with broadband believed they had a doctorate of medicine. But we must separate the people who were deceived because they're gullible from the people who are very smart yet very evil. The very ones who cooked up these conspiracy theories to begin with. 
for every thousand of small town numbnuts that threaten to murder their local school board, there's a guy like Roger Stone, or a guy like Steve Bannon, or a guy like Gavin McInnes. Smart and talented guys who lost their humanity long ago, selling out their fellow Americans for 30 pieces of silver and a television appearance on Tucker Carlson's Tickle Me Tantrum Television Hour. Once these sullen political grifters realized that spreading lies about COVID-19 vaccines would inspire people to share those lies online, propagating through each person's network of ex-co-workers and former fuck buddies, blossoming into a full-fledged cash machine funded by Fox News that could bring ratings while raising millions of dollars in donations. America's fate was sealed. It's like War of the Worlds, except instead of tricking radio listeners into mass hysteria over a fake alien invasion, the aliens are real. And Orson Welles is wet coughing while insisting everything will be fine if we just reject the vaccine and simply snort ketamine off a smartwatch. And Americans who grew up taking mumps vaccines and rubella vaccines suddenly began trusting their social network's friends and their cable TV news anchor more than their own doctor. Which explains the skyrocketing popularity of medical alternatives like bathing in borax while cooking bleach over a spoon. Heck, man, once we outsourced our medical decisions to Tom from MySpace or a guy that blows soap bubbles out of his own tear ducts on TikTok, we handed the Grim Reaper a standing invitation to our own family dinner table. I can't get me no ribeye, oh, and that's why I'm here singing the vegetative blues. Forgive me some groceries. Hello, I'm Dr. Linda Reed. Welcome to the Medicine for the Layman series at the National Institutes of Health. Today we're going to be listening to Dr. Anthony Fauci. He's going to be talking about AIDS, the Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndrome. Dr. Fauci is with the National Institute of Infectious Diseases and Allergy. Dr. Anthony Fauci has an impeccable education and a career spanning over 50 years in the public health sector. He has advised every United States president since Ronald Reagan. He's authored or co-authored over a thousand scientific publications and was one of the most frequently cited scientists for two decades. He was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom from President George W. Bush. Simply put, Dr. Fauci, he's a true American hero. And while Dr. Fauci was cutting his teeth on vaccine trials and pandemic prevention methods with HIV and the AIDS epidemic, Tucker Carlson was 11 years old 
living in San Diego with his father and a new stepmom, a heiress to the Swanson TV dinner family fortune. And when Dr. Fauci was pursuing this noble cause of medical research, Tucker was getting kicked out of boarding school in Switzerland, enrolling shortly thereafter in a new boarding school in New England, where he promptly began to bang the principal's daughter. Flash forward a couple decades, and Dr. Fauci, well, he's still here. He kicked the Hiv's ass, and now he's taken on the vid. Trying to get trusted messengers. He's always been here, solid as a rock, driving humanity forward. To give them more information. With new understandings of viruses and disease and infections. Meanwhile, Tucker Carlson is now a man with a TV show, a man who is almost certainly vaccinated, a man who, if he needed an asshole transplant, would find that the asshole would reject him. The point of mandatory vaccination is to identify the sincere Christians in the ranks, the free thinkers, the men with high testosterone levels, and anyone else who does not love Joe Biden and make them leave immediately. Tucker Carlson spouts anti-vaccine theories on his white supremacist baiting television program. Perhaps he's secretly an Antifa spy with the ultimate goal of convincing the uneducated who watches terrible TV fuck tussle to commit suicide by COVID one at a time. You can't force me to take a medicine I don't want. If you can do that, why can't you sterilize me or lobotomy? What can't you do to me? But the truth is, Tucker Carlson is just a grifter, a rich trust fund child preying on the weakest and most vulnerable people. And when his producers were taken to court over Tucker's incessant on-air lying, Fox News' own lawyers successfully argued to a judge that no reasonable person would ever believe anything Tucker Carlson says to be true. Most people are going along with this because they're afraid. A few brave souls are not. Seriously, the judge's ruling said the general tenor of the show should then inform viewers that Tucker is not stating actual facts about the topics he discusses. So Tucker Carlson has court-ordered carte blanche to vomit bow-tied, wrapped verbal diarrhea all over his shiny news desk every night. And just like we allowed Facebook into our homes to lie to us, we allow old Tucker to lie to us as well. Buying a fake vaccination card is an act of desperation by decent law-abiding Americans who have been forced into a corner by tyrants. His entire audience of mathematically challenged doorknobs are unconcerned with the one in 10 chance that the unvaccinated who contract COVID go to the intensive care unit and the one in three chance that the unvaccinated who contract COVID get the version that requires months, maybe a lifetime of medical care. But these rocket scientists are absolutely terrified of being the one in 50,000 that might develop a reaction if they get the vaccination. There's really no reason for Tucker or Fox News or those liars on Facebook to shit on vaccinations or Dr. Fauci. 
except people respond to anger and disgust more readily than they do happy and fun stories. Anger, pity, distrust, it all inspires more likes, more shares, more pokes and retweets and viewers and donations. Sweet, sweet money. Much more money than simply telling the happy story of how millions of people are taking a safe and effective shot at their local drugstore. This anger, this revulsion. It's why those late night ads raising money to help starving Ugandan children, those ads show the kids before the camera crew gives them a sandwich and not after because it raises more money. Tucker Carlson's show reaches hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, and they all believe every angry, pitiful, false fact that spills out of his befuddled trust fund face. In fact, his audience comes back for more, more anger, more distrust, like, share, watch, rewind, rewatch, retweet and repeat and he has the number one show on cable news because of it well, I'm, in the state. I'm lying in wait I would demodulate to a nice section eight if I got to choose Matt Meredith can't keep ivermectin in stock at his 731 farm store in Burleson. It's for deworming cattle, deworming horses. But people have started taking it to treat or prevent COVID-19, despite an FDA warning titled, Why You Should Not Use Ivermectin to Treat or Prevent COVID-19. If you travel the internet and do a bit of searching on social media, you'll see millions of Americans who have chosen to treat themselves with ivermectin, a medicine most often used to deworm horses. Suggested dosages. Okay, dosage rates for what? This is for livestock. I mean, one tube will treat a 1,250-pound horse. And you'll also see multiple reports of people finding that the ivermectin, which is not cleared for use against COVID-19, doesn't work against COVID-19, and is not intended for viruses in horses, cows, or people. Multiple reports of people claiming to have found worms in their stool after taking the drug. It's for livestock. We're not livestock. This confirms and validates these knuckleheads' decision to take ivermectin because it does in fact appear that they had parasites and that the ivermectin is curing them. Newsflash, folks. It's not worms in your stool. It's the shedding of several meters of your own dead intestinal lining from taking goddamn ivermectin. But hey, if that's the way humanity is going to react to future pandemics, ignoring Dr. Fauci, science, doctors, common sense, and rationality, 
and instead pound shots of horse dewormer while relying on a live, laugh, love vibrator to break up chest congestion while we shit out our own organs. Maybe it's time for us to admit defeat and just go the way of the dinosaurs, an entire civilization to be found as fossils in a billion years for our future alien overlords to dig up and say, wow, these ancient horses sure didn't have any worms. This steady dose of bullshit about the dangers of vaccines and that COVID-19 isn't a real disease, delivered via Fox News and Facebook and mixed in with funny videos of doggies taking dumps on Joe Biden campaign signs, became a daily ritual while Americans were stuck at home for an entire year day drinking on Zoom calls with pajama pants on, hoping that our boss wouldn't ask us to stand up on camera. But once the lockdown ended and we returned to work and school, America realized that Fox News and social media was like waking up in a mental asylum. We had no idea that we were committed until we tried to leave. Herman Cain, the former presidential candidate who tested positive for coronavirus nine days after attending President Trump's rally in Tulsa last month, has died. Local health officials had pleaded with the president to cancel the rally, where Cain appeared without a mask. Herman Cain, former Tea Party presidential hopeful, black Republican, friend of Donald Trump. Herman Cain spent the better part of the pandemic publicly railing against COVID mandates and mask protocols. After attending a packed Trump rally in Tulsa, surrounding his 74-year-old lungs with whooping, phlegmy fans, and masklessly tongue-kissing microphones across a COVID-addled nation, Herman Cain caught the virus. Much to the shock and dismay of absolutely nobody. And after only a few short days with the Trump mumps, cancer survivor Herman Cain was dead and gone. And all because his loyalty to his own death cult of a party was stronger than his will to put some cloth in front of his face. But the Herman Cain story doesn't end here. Apparently, COVID had more dystopian nightmares to expose than crippling inequality, government ineptitude, and absurd DoorDash delivery rates. COVID wasn't content to just kill Herman Cain. COVID took it one step further and turned him into a zombie. That's right. Herman Cain's personal Twitter account continued to tweet long after he had died, saying that COVID was not as bad as Fauci and the medical community claimed. And this is an excellent example of the first origins of this anti-vaccine crusade. 
Herman Cain's death, politicized by some former Godfather's pizza intern that inherited his Twitter account, continues to spout conspiracy theories and fake news, even when it runs contrary to the choking, suffocating death of the very man that Twitter account represents. And when a movement such as anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers is so nonsensical and evil that it uses social media to align itself with zombies in a death march toward owning the liberals, you'd think that'd be a red flag for some people. But I sure, I sure don't call the shots around here. And that's why I got these sorry state Yes, after a year of lockdowns, America has had nearly 20% of all the COVID-19 cases in the world, while having only 4% of the world's population. We've found out that Americans are like a young man who has a wallet with a condom in it, but isn't yet smart enough to use it. We have an abundance of safe vaccines, but we must use them. Yet misinformation through Fox News, Facebook, social media, all of that has convinced half of the nation to instead rely on huffing bug repellent out of a Vicks Vapo steamer. The blame? The blame lies squarely on the shoulders of the unvaccinated. Dumb people with terrible ideas that have become denial-bound modern-day lepers with iron wills. Okie doke, season one, episode 15 of Dumb People with Terrible Ideas is in the books. Anti-Vaxxers, part two. This podcast was produced and performed by Eric Gray. Hey, the website's still there waiting for you. EricExplains.com. Check it out. That's E-R-I-C-Explains.com.